Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Knights of the Pageless Library. I am Bo Knight. And I am Ryan Knight. And today, we are but simple squires, off on a side quest, delving into the realm of anime. Yeah, and we are continuing our look at Parasite the Maxim. That's right. Today, we're going to be taking a look at episodes 13, 14, and 15. So, if this is your first episode you're listening to of us... Uh, please go back because none of this will make any sense to you. Yeah, we're pretty much gonna. This, so this is more like like a book club for this show. So like we're almost expecting you to have maybe watched these episodes or have seen them in the past, and like we're just gonna kind of comment on them about stuff that we liked, stuff that we didn't like, stuff that we noticed throughout them. So like if you're super confused and have no idea what's going on, you probably should go check out the show. Yeah, check out the show and then check out uh, this series on our podcast uh, from the beginning because we explain kind of the origins of the show and, you know, where it started and stuff like that. And like Bo said, this is just we're going to be talking about these episodes in particular, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, so let's get started with episode 13, Hello Sadness, directed by Nanuki. Kazua, I think. I don't know. I think so. Nayuki, Kaz- Kazuya. Kazuya. Again, we have to reiterate this every episode. We are legitimately trying. We're not trying to offend anyone with how we pronounce these names. We're, yeah, we are trying. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and this one was written by Shinzo Fujita. Yeah, and it originally came out in Japan in January January 8th 2015 and then the English dub came out in January 23rd 2016 right on so <clears throat> this episode starts out for me as like possibly the weakest episode up to this point for the opening to be yeah. honest yeah <clears throat> cuz literally all it's about in the beginning is Shinichi's class is kind of talking about uh, some girl, her body being found. And then they kind of comment that it was, uh, that it was Shinichi who found her body. I mean, right. There's not much to this opening for a show that has pretty much been hitting us with striking openings every it's either a striking opening or it's a direct continuation of the episode before, which that's pretty much what this is. But I I was not into it. No, I, I agree with you. I kind of think this – I mean this episode has some good parts, but it's it's kind of like winding back up. And so okay. like there's kind of a little bit of downtime here. <clears throat> sure. Okay. So this show has – some peaks and valleys, and we must have hit a peak not too long ago because yeah, we might I mean, be in a little I bit think, of a valley. I think like the way that that last episode ends with like Shinichi literally like ripping that heart out of the other parasite. Right. It's a pretty high point. Sure. I, mean, I think that's cool. Um. So then it goes on to uh, there's a bunch of parasites sitting around talking about needing like designated feeding sites. Um. One of these, well, yeah, they're they're talking about because that guy that Shinichi killed was feeding outside of the, like a specific zone, right? And he got caught doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this group too that's talking is um, the parasite who won as the mayor, 
now is this is like his group of specific parasites that are following him. Right. And the guy from the police station is there too. Right. Or the, I guess he was at the Yakuza place. Yes. Yeah. That guy. Um, and, uh, Ryoku Tamiya is there, although she, she looks a little different now, not a lot, but she does look different. Yeah, she does. Um, and then she, after they have this meeting, because they are talking about, you know, the parasite who died. And then she leaves the meeting and she goes home to her human child. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so creepy. It's really creepy. So she hired I, a babysitter yeah. for the for Go the. Ahead. She hired a babysitter. And when she gets home, the baby is like screaming and crying in the babysitter's arms. And Ryoku just walks right up to its ear and goes, you know, be quiet. And it just immediately stops crying. It's, yeah. And then she's like, I, I've i trained it well, didn't I? It's like, yeah, because uh... she doesn't really know how to act like a person. So she <laughs> I mean, she tries. She's yeah. probably one of the better ones. And she is. But she it's just those things. And this will come up in a few episodes. But those kind of things, the low emotion and stuff like that is kind of what gives them away as parasites right there's just something not quite right exactly uh she mentions that she plans on experimenting on her own child but it's not old enough yet yeah it needs to get bigger right (laughs) yeah um so I forgot to mention this, but as uh, Maruno and Shinichi were walking away from school, we see a guy kind of step out from behind like a fence and watch them walk away. Well, now we come back to that, and this guy who's following Shinichi um, is like a private investigator that Ryoku has hired to follow him around. Right. Yeah, Ryoku hired him just to follow Shinichi and see what he's up to, I guess. Right, and this guy is just under the assumption that Shinichi's just a normal high school student. Right, but... yeah, he doesn't seem anything out of the ordinary. Right. Um, yeah. Is this ahead. when they have the meeting in the coffee shop? Which No, no, it's not. It's later. Never mind. No, it's not yet. This, right after that, is when... Uh, because, basically, Ryoku wants to force Shinichi's hand, no pun intended. <laughs> um, yes, it was. <laughs> Um, that was very elegant on accident um anyways so this is when uh like four guys try to attack shinichi and uh ryoku basically tells this private investigator to keep an eye on him the whole time so this guy witnesses shinichi you know beating the shit out of these freaking four guys no problem yeah, which which I like the way that it's like, oh, you, you can tell these guys are going to kick Shinichi's ass. It cuts to Shinichi just whipped their ass, and he's like, all right, right. who sent you? And yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I didn't know. It was just some girl. And then cut to the investigator guy showing Ryoku, like, the the video footage of Shinichi just whipping their ass. Like, I like that. Yeah, it was that was very cleverly edited. I did like that, too. Um, and Ryoku is surprised because she notices Shinichi does not use his right hand or any sort of parasite uh, abilities during the fight. He's literally just fighting like a human would, but obviously superhuman. 
Yeah, because Tunichi is super fast and super strong and super Chad now. <laughs> I put this in the notes too because I I caught onto that little bump music again is from Death Note. It is. Yeah, the you, you would know it if I if I showed you the little clip, you'd be like, oh yeah, of course that's from Death Note. Huh, I definitely haven't noticed. Yeah, I'll I'll point it out to you one of these times, and it'll you'll then you won't stop hearing it. Okay. Um. So shortly after that, we clip to uh, Marono and Yuko talking about how how much Shinichi's changed. Basically, um, it's kind of offhand been on everybody's mind for a while, but they're they're just kind of talking about it when uh, it was actually sort of out of place really um it didn't feel very natural for because does i can't remember if shinichi walks up on them talking about him yeah he does yeah and then maruno uh runs off and it, yeah, it's, it's just, just like very, i gotta go run errands yeah just, it's just i thought they were going to school it's so weird it's kind of like ham-fisted to be honest yeah all, all the stuff with maruno is kind of weird i feel like maruno's just an idiot yeah kind of it kind of bums me out that Kana died, because at least Kana was interesting. <laughs> yeah, you'll see. The show kind of takes a big turn really soon. All right. I'm 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 curious, then. Um, uh, what are we talking about? So then we clip to uh, Ryoko again, talking with the spy about um, that video. And uh, that's okay. That's oh, I was a little bit mixed up on that. But that's right. She so she's really curious now as to what's going on between Migi and Shinichi because mm-hmm. clearly Migi no longer has to fight for Shinichi. He can do it all on his own. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're fighting parasites. Right. Which then he really kind of has a which that comes up a little bit later too um, when they're sort of arguing with each other mm-hmm. i did love this part i had to put that in the notes when migi is on the desk shinichi's sitting on the bed and migi is on the desk and he has like his little fat body with a little tiny hand on the mouse mm-hmm. running the mouse i love that <laughs> it's so awesome yeah it's pretty cool So then Shinichi decides to go back to where Kana was murdered. Right, and, right. I couldn't, I couldn't remember why he wanted to go there. Yeah, I, I don't really know why he went there either. I guess some self-reflection. He's been doing a lot of that lately. Yeah, well, I mean, he's definitely dealing with a lot of like the that he and like one of the big themes of this episode is like the Shinichi's just like unfeeling, and I know that's kind of been going on a lot. But like the like Shinichi like found this girl dead and he's not even really shake, shaken up by it and he's worried that he can't feel. Right, and that's kind of what his classmates were talking about a few times is that like it, it he's not even really they all knew he was kind of friends with this girl, but it didn't really it hasn't shaken him at all that she was mm-hmm. found murdered. Yeah, and. I feel like I don't, I'm I don't know if we missed this, but like Murano like wants to talk to Shinichi about why he like ditched her to go see Kana. It happens uh, at the end of this episode. Yeah, but she she like brings it up. She's thinking about it when she's talking to what's her face. Oh, to uh, Yuko. 
Yuko, yeah. Which, yeah, so I feel like <laughs> so weird. I feel like it would be a big deal if you did something like that. Yeah, right? That's right. So the uh, the private investigator, his name is Shino. It come, I don't know if it's come up in this episode yet or not, but it, it comes up later. So we'll just call him Shino instead of saying private investigator the whole time. Um, you see my notes here too? Private eye or pri- which is it? Private eye as in like your eyeball or private eye as in investigator? I actually don't know. I don't know. For some reason, I thought about that while I was writing these notes. Because it could be a private eye, like your eyeball, because you're hiring somebody to be your eyes. That makes sense. Right. But also private eye, the letter I. Like private investigator, yeah. Right. They both make sense. So if anybody uh, knows the answer to that, please email us and let us know. K-O-T-P-L.pod at gmail.com, since we haven't mentioned that lately. But... <laughs> yeah, segue, segue, segue. Um, so yeah, Shinichi goes sees where Kana died, and he's like, "Man, it's my fault she died." And it kind of is, but at the same time, you feel like you fully warned her. She just didn't listen to you, and she didn't. She, I mean, he told her so many times. He's like, "Look, you cannot do this. It might not yeah. be me. It, you yeah. know, it, don't go looking for me." And yeah, she did. Yeah, and she got the big dead. Yeah, so I found this very weird, though, that – so Migi uh, – sorry, Shinichi is talking to Migi, and you can see Migi's little mouth and little eyeballs talking to Shinichi, and this guy, Shino, catches it on film. And then Migi notices this guy, and I find it very strange that it took Migi this long to notice this guy, to be honest. I th- I think it's only like that because Shinichi is so upset because Migi feels his emotions too. Sure. And so like Migi is also distracted. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Cause I feel like he kind of catches them both in a moment of weakness. Right. Yeah. That makes because, sense. Like Migi is trying to be like, Shinichi, you're actually a great human because you don't feel emotions. And Shinichi's like, well, I, need, right. I have to feel emotions. This is not right. <laughs> yeah. So then Migi tries to kill this guy, Shino. Oh, this um, part's awesome, actually. Yeah, so the way that it's kind of positioned is they're in that bu- the old building. So Migi goes to the end of his length by stretching out the arm to try to attack this guy and basically just knocks the camera out of his hand. And the guy takes off running. And so Migi detaches himself from Shinichi's arm yeah. and goes like running after him and tries to cut this dude in half he literally says it he he turns into like a spinning ball of blades and hits this guy in the arm because the guy holds his arm up to block his face and me lands and he's like can't cut him in half with this low of mass yeah because yeah he wasn't he wasn't at his full power right but then this guy ends up it it knocks him through the fence and the guy takes off running and I think we should mention, too, that the reason, like, Migi left Shinichi's arm is because Shinichi doesn't want Migi to kill the guy. Right, because he's another human. Right, and Shinichi doesn't want to kill. Yeah, true. <clears throat> so then Migi has a quick little, he has to decide, because he cannot be detached from Shinichi's body forever, obviously. So he's like, do I go after this guy? Uh, or do I go back to Shinichi? And he decides that that guy already is too far away 
to kill. So he goes back to Shinichi, and then they argue over what Miki just did. Yeah, because, yeah, Miki's like, do you have any idea what, like, what just happened? Like, people know about your secret now. They're going to be coming for you. We're going to be experiments for sure. Right, exactly. And then this is when Shinichi has this, he goes to school, but he's having, like, his weird little daydream about being becoming a monster, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some little kind of dream where Miki ends up holding up a mirror at his face. He's like something about being a monster and holds up a mirror in Shinichi's face and Shinichi sees himself as a monster now. But yeah. I love I love this part because the teacher's like, hey, Shinichi, if you're not going to pay attention, or yeah, if you're not going to make an effort, just leave. And Shinichi yeah, and gets up he and just, just walks out. He just gets up and walks out. It's so awesome. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then Shinichi sees, oh man, what was his name? Shino. Shino. So he sees Shino again. He's filming him again. He's like, he's he's kind of like beat up, but he's still like following Shinichi. Right. And Shinichi has like a panic attack. He like freaks out. You know, he like the same thing where his like heart is hurting, but he's able to like calm himself down in like a couple seconds. Right. Which now he's basically like, yeah, that can't be good because now mm-hmm. he he's in such control of his emotions, which is not a very human like thing. No, it's horribly not human at all. Right. This is when this is kind of what you were talking about too. Is when uh, so Shinichi and Maruno go to the park, uh, kind of late that night, and she wants to talk to him about Kana, asking him, you know, why he didn't go to the movies with her and instead went to go see Kana and all this stuff. And then, uh, yeah, she basically berates him over how little emotion he's showing for Kana being killed. Yeah, I do like this part though because it kind of shows Shinichi being him old his old self again, like his old like goofy like silly kind of like over the top self up for like yeah. a, a couple minutes there when when she first walks up on him. Yeah, and so what I like about this too and this is a uh a compliment to the writing and to the the actor of Shinichi is his voice even sounds different when he's mm-hmm. kind of being his old self very kind of timid and jumpy whereas when he's being chad he sounds like chad <laughs> yeah he, yeah he is and he, he looks different too yeah for sure um and then so migi's like really struggling during the conversation though be, or sorry shinichi because shinichi wants to tell marno about migi but he looks down at his hand, and now his hand has turned into, like, blade claws. Basically, yeah. Migi threatening him, saying, if you tell her, I'll just kill yeah, her. Yeah, I'll kill her, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty intense. <laughs> so Shinichi lies, and he's like, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And that just pisses her off even more. Of course. Well, I have, of course it would. <laughs> but that, And that's the end of the episode. I mean, it's... That episode is kind of low um intensity there's a lot more like storytelling in this one honestly i feel like these three episodes might be the three weakest episodes of the whole show right up to the very end i would say yeah spoiler alert but (laughs) spoilers yes so so many spoilers Uh, so moving on to episode 14 the the selfish gene by koji sao this is the hard one so why? Sawai? 
That sounds I don't know. But I just I never know. Yeah. And how do you how do you say an A and then an I? I. That's how I would say it. Sawai. Yeah. And then uh, written by Shoji Yonamura. Yeah. And this one was released. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. My in... bad. Hang on. You got January, this. January January fifteenth, two thousand fifteen. It came out in Japan, and then it came out January thirtieth, two thousand sixteen, in English in America. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Was January fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, the Japanese release date, or was it the subtitled release date in America? Uh, original air date. Okay, so yeah, yep, you're right. Yep, Media Arts Database in Japanese. Got it. That clarifies that for me. Because I know a lot of shows come out, like the subtitled one will come out, and then it might take a while for the uh, dubbed version to come out. Right, which is, yeah, it's pretty standard practice, I think. So, this one opens directly where the previous episode left off. Pretty much... I mean, straight across. Like, it's, if I remember right, it's just right at the end of Shinichi and Maruno's conversation. Right. It's like, it's like Shinichi going home. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't remember a lot about this episode. And then uh, Shinichi and Migi have a conversation about uh, Shino, and Shinichi struggles with. Um, allowing Migi to kill humans, basically. Yeah. It's like out of the question. Right. Uh, and now I cannot remember this guy's name. The guy with the parasite in his chin. Oh, it's something lame, too. Hang on. Yeah, and I cannot remember it. See if you can find it. Because uh, Shinichi and Migi basically uh, decide they will hire somebody to keep an eye on Shino. So they hire the guy who had the parasite in his chin slash face from a long while ago. Yeah, he's... Sorry, I'm trying to look this up. Okay, I'll wait for you to finish looking it up because this next part made me laugh so hard. Harder than it should have. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, why am I not finding it? Oh, and he actually named his parasite too now, instead of just calling it parasite. Correct. It Joe. Yeah. I cannot remember his name though, and it's not in any of my notes. Uda. Like, Uda. There you go. Uda. Okay. I'm going to put that in here so I remember it. <laughs> Uda. Chin parasite is dumb. <laughs> However, this next part made me laugh, man, because Uda, his parasite, what'd you say his name is? Joe? Mm-hmm. Joe is like, all right, we got to follow this guy. So what is, do you remember what he looks like? And they show Migi, and Migi's like, yes, I remember exactly what he looks like. And he transforms Shinichi's hand into this guy's face. Perfectly. It, perfectly. Which is funny in itself. And then it clips back, and Joe is just on Uda's chin and already has replicated the face perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. 
<laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Just good editing on that clipping. You know, instead of showing him transform into the phase two, it's just already done. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of like the the humor in this show does come from Uda and his freaking parasite. I feel like because it's just like a silly situation. Right. But it's like on his chin. Yeah. Yeah, and it can like take over his mouth. <laughs> yeah, like won't let him talk. It's hilarious. Yeah, I do like that. And and they're they're much less like symbiotic than Shinichi and Migi are. Right. But it's also for being the comic relief, it also shows kind of like the depth of the writing because like Joe and Uda so Uda is a very different human being from Shinichi and it shows in the way their parasites yeah. also are. Which is very interesting. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't know if some of that is just that, like maybe Migi's different, and that could be, yeah. But I, I don't know because for the most part, most of the parasites you see, at least from the beginning of the show, are all the same. They take over the brain and they all act very, very similar. Right, so, and that's what I, that's what I mean is like maybe Migi's different. Sure. I don't know. Maybe it's because he reads so many books. I have no idea. Well, and he like does his own research on the internet, whereas Constantly. like, whereas like Joe and Uda just like watch TV all the time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this then is we... the scene I was talking about, wasn't it? With uh, uh, the like, oh my god, I forgot his name already. The private Shino. eye and yeah, Shino and Ryoko are like in a coffee shop, and he's like. Yeah. He's like, look, I got, I got attacked. I got attacked. Like, and she's like, you should see a doctor. And he's like, I did. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I don't really believe you. So you can stop following Shinichi. Yeah. And then when she goes to leave the coffee shop, this part's weird because he basically is like, no, hang on. Wait a minute. And he falls out of the table and uh, she like laughs at him a little bit. And then she comments like we get some inner monologue. She's commenting about herself laughing. And then she like goes she home. Just, she just starts laughing. And then like if you watch her face, it like completely drops like the veil that she wears. Yeah, it's creepy. She like, shit. looks super creepy. And she's like, yeah. oh, I didn't actually mean to laugh. Like, but right. seeing that man panic made me laugh. Yeah. And then she gets home and she laughs in the mirror again. And it's so unsettling. Yeah. Super creepy looking like spot on with their artistic team on this because mm -hmm. it's just they just capture creepy in her face so well <laughs> they do yeah uh so then we get some stuff about shino at home with his family and his wife's like you shouldn't even be doing this it's i don't know she has some like intuition about it she thinks it's not safe she basically tells him you're a scrub you yeah. shouldn't be doing what you're doing you are That's already right. got hurt you're gonna die Why did I put that name down? What the hell? Why I would no I put idea. that down? I was down? looking at that too. I don't know. I, I have no idea why I would put that. Oh, you know why? Because they this is where they catch the Shino and they probably change his name, Uda's oh, yeah, name. They, they do. You're right. And because anyway. so now let's Uda, talk about that first. Yeah, so Uda helps Shinichi uh, catch Shino. And I like this part because basically Uda and Joe are just cruising in a car and all of a sudden uh, Migi is like, uh, they found him. 
we're going to run into him around the next corner. And at first I was like, what is happening? And then they walk around the corner and they run into Shino. Well, uh, Joe was clearly communicating with Migi that they found Shino to, ca- which, to capture him. Which they do talk about because parasites can communicate with each other without like saying anything, but they have to agree upon call signs beforehand. Right. Because they can't exactly. like actually speak. Yeah. Yeah, they have like some telepathic abilities, but they can't just like telepathically broadcast to everyone unless, like you said, they've agreed upon a way they're going to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they they throw him in the car, and Uda's freaking chin in this scene <laughs> just cracks me up the whole time. And if you yeah. watch, it's constantly changing a little bit. Yeah, dude, every... <laughs> I know. I was laughing at this part too. So <laughs> it's it's so hard to take seriously. But it's it makes sense because he can't disguise his whole face right. because uh Joe can't take over his whole face. He only has control of his lower half. So yeah, he just changes his chin. It's like square jawed at first and then it gets super wide. Like yeah, like, a, like a bulldog like it, jowls. Yeah, and then, and then it gets like really pointy. Yeah. <laughs> um so at this part, actually, Shinichi and mostly Shinichi and Migi basically explain parasites to Shino. And yeah, they tell him everything. Yeah, they t- they let him in on everything. Um, and to me, I understand this as they kind of need a human on their side now at this point because they're being targeted by other parasites. So now they need a human on their side. Well, and and they wanted to know why that they were investigating Shinichi, or right. who was investigating Shinichi. They like kind of thought it might be Ryoko, but they weren't sure. Right, and they're trying to gain his trust, and so they tell Shino, "You cannot obviously tell anyone else about this." And then that's when he tells them that it was her name was like Reiku, Reiko something, and. They were like, oh, yeah, that's definitely Ryoku uh, Tamiya. Yeah, which I, at first I was like, wow, why wouldn't why wouldn't he know that? And I was like, wait a minute. He didn't know who she was before this, so it doesn't right. matter. Exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, and so- one of the parts I like about this is – God, I, I dude, I forgot his name again. Anyway, the private eye guy. Shino. Uh, Shino. Okay, I couldn't remember it. I'm not going to remember it again. <laughs> Shino, Shino is – he basically tells – Uda and Shinichi, he's like, you got to turn yourselves in. Like, they they got to know what they're dealing with. Like, even if even if they're gonna freaking perform experiments on you, like, you got to turn yourselves in. And then Migi actually stands up and is like, Shinichi's been through so much. He's went through so many different emotions, and you have no idea what he's been through. And you're basically asking him to throw his life away. He's right. not gonna do that. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting little interaction. Well, like Migi is showing a little bit more humanity, right? Yes. Yeah, because I obviously before Migi probably would have just killed this guy. Oh yeah, they would. Yeah, he would have caught him and been like, "Nice, murdered." Right. Yeah, there would have been no real uh, negotiations about any of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so then we get uh, Ryoku um, calls Shinichi on the phone, tells him to meet her at this college. So she's there as a student. And this is where the title of the episode comes from, because she's sitting in on a lecture of a professor talking about different species um, and 
fighting for survival, even fighting amongst themselves uh, to preserve basically like family or close relations versus the species as a whole. That's where the uh, selfish gene comes from. So that's why like animals in the wild, you know, a pack of wolves will fight another pack of wolves for their own benefit, not for the species as a whole benefit. Right. Um, but this she, is like, not a... It's her baby on, on the... It's just like sitting there chilling and people are like watching it and, and her baby's amazingly well behaved. Yeah. And then when she leaves, she's literally just carrying it by the back of like yeah. its freaking onesie. Like... As a parent, that was like, oh my god, that is so bad. That's so creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's recklessly irresponsible. She's carrying it like a like a briefcase. Like the, yeah, like the back that's... of the one is a handle. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> so yeah, they meet on the roof, and Ryoko's like, oh, I see something. Something. Something must have happened to you because you are way different than right. when, when we met last time. Yeah. They kind of just have a lot of back and forth about like him changing and obviously she has changed and the fact that she has a baby. And then that's when she basically pushes Shinichi's buttons by saying, oh, it's too bad about your mother that she was killed. Like she touches a sore spot for him. Right. That's what she's like. But she even mentions she's like, I don't think I could take you on anymore. Right. Yeah, so then she's like, I just have to hold my baby up as a shield. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. But that, to me, says that it's her playing with his still very human emotions. She's Right, she is. She's testing him. She's She figured out what could anger him really quickly. And then she also realized, oh, if I hold a baby in front of me, he's not going to do anything to me. He won't hurt this child. Yeah, and then so yeah, so Shinichi can't attack her, and they she gets away, or leaves. I don't even think gets away is the right word. No, she just leaves. She literally just turns around and leaves because other people show up on the roof. So right. obviously Shinichi can't do anything about it. Right, and it's like takes us to the fortune teller part, which I love actually. Really? Yeah, just because okay. I freaking hate fortune tellers. Okay. I'll let so you yeah, Shinichi goes to like the subway, and this lady's like, "Young man, come here, come here," and, he, and he's like, "You're talking to me," and she's like, "Oh, you, you, you definitely are going through something. You have to let, let me read your fortune." And he presents her his left hand, obviously, because Miki's on his right hand, and she's looking at his hand, and she's like, "Oh yes, I can tell that something has put a hole in your heart, and you have to." talk to this person so you can heal it and then like we he laughs and gets this like super serious face and he's like obviously you know nothing because i, I already killed her yeah it's kind of intense because like at first i was like oh the fortune teller's on to something and then it gets weird yeah he's like i already killed her well because she's talking about his mom right yeah no i understand that it's just the way it was presented was very weird. And at first I was believing the fortune teller, like actually knew what she was talking about. Right. And I think you're supposed to, right. But like most people would, when they're like, go to a fortune teller, it's like, but she says something so vague. And obviously she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like he can't go talk to the, to his mom. His mom's dead. Right. Okay. That's a, 
I agree with you now. That is a that's a great way to kind of shit on a fortune teller. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's I, okay. I, I dig it now. I dig it. At first, I didn't. I mean, you can see it in my notes. I didn't really like it, but I I feel you now. I like it. So yeah, I mean that's basically the end of episode fourteen. Yeah, not a whole lot. No, there really not a lot happens in that episode at all. I mean, this episode's got some good humor. I I, I appreciate when Uda shows up. He always usually gives. He's usually worth a giggle. I agree, though. Yeah, when whenever Uda's around, it is kind of funny, pretty much. Yeah, because he's just, he's just a he's a mess. Yeah. So yeah, let's move on to episode fifteen. Something wicked this way comes. Oh man, Toru, directed by Toru Ishida. Yep. Oh, and oh, go ahead. Kenichi. 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 Kawamura. Right. Yeah, that's I how like I would right. say that. Ka- Kawamura. Yep, that's how I would say that. And come on, man, you of course you know Toru. It's I like know from Hard I, Magic. <laughs> yeah, but. Did I actually read Hard Magic? No. No, but you you knew that's what it was. <laughs> and then uh, this one was also written by Shinzo Fujita. Yeah. Yeah, so this this episode opens with this guy spying on Ryoku and like another guy that sh- that's with her who is another parasite and he like has to pick which one to follow. Yeah, he's on the phone with somebody and he said they're splitting up. Right. And he ends up following the male, and the male goes and like picks up some girl from some place and uh takes her to a parking garage and then proceeds to kill her. Yeah. Uh we don't really see anything though, which is kind of unusual for this show. Normally they would kind of highlight those parts, but we don't Animation's expensive. Well, it must be because they we just see that this spy comes around the corner and he gets freaked out because he sees something. And then the guy pops up in front of him and picks him up and, yeah, basically says, what are you doing here? And then we go into the intro music. Yeah. So then, oh, my God, I forgot his name again. It's right here. It's right here. Shiro. Shiro. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so Shiro meets up with Shinichi, and he's like, hey, one of my buddies was following some guy, and then he, like, something ended up killing him. Like, we, like, I, I want you guys to go check it out for me, like, where, where he was following this guy at. Right. And so, so they, yeah, go they go back to the, to same... the same parking garage. Yeah. Yeah, and then another, like, this, another parasite shows up. With 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 a human, which this is one of the rare episodes I was watching with the subtitles on, and the subtitles are for the Japanese. And in English, Migi says he's with a human, but in Japan, in the Japanese one, he says he's with he he brought lunch. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Um, I like watching shows like that sometimes. By the way, with english words but subtitles that are uh translations of the japanese so that is an interesting way to see how closely the english dub follows the story um anyways yeah so basically 
that that other parasite also knows they're there because he can sense Migi, but he just assumes it's another parasite with another human killing another human yeah. because this is one of those designated feeding areas they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So this is when Shinichi and uh, Migi run out and fight with this guy, which is a pretty sweet fight, I will say. Yeah, and Migi mentions at the beginning he's like he's like we have no time to strategize like this guy's he's he's a pretty adept fighter we, right. we just have to kind of go and hope it works out and so Migi just like starts not Migi Shinichi starts dodge just dodging all the attacks and I love that Migi's like at everything and then he like jumps up on his head and he's like he's like we'll win this battle because I have the better steed he's yeah like, you call me a steed <laughs> yeah the part is pretty good. which I, I I love that he's like on his head like riding him yeah. I noticed too, and I I wonder about this. Um, this guy, so like a lot of the parasites we've seen up to this point, like when they go to attack, their head kind of splits in diagonal lines and then kind of right. unfurls. Like dimension. Well, well, yeah, because this guy is like his tentacle basically starts at like his ear and the side mm-hmm. of his head at it all kind of melds into a tentacle out the side of his head instead of unfurling his entire head at once. Right. Now he's not like he's, he's not like all the way in attack mode. Right. He only, he only like transforms like part of his head. Yeah. And it shoots out and ends up killing the girl that they were trying to save. Yeah. Yeah. And Shinichi, I mean, Migi, the way he's able to bring him down is by weakening his body which the parasites aren't very good about protecting the body itself. Right, yeah, because once this guy's in, like, full attack mode, he does what most of them do and turns in his head into, like, two tentacles and is blocking a lot of Migi's attacks towards his head because they know for a fact they need to protect their head. But yeah, so Migi starts going, like, low, hitting his legs and his arms and stuff that he's leaving wide open. Yeah. Basically until he cuts him into pieces. Yeah, he he does. He like eviscerates him. Yeah. And uh, Shiro catches all of this on camera. Oh yeah, that's right. But then uh, Shinichi urges Shiro to go to the police with this information, and obviously Migi doesn't like this idea because oh, Migi hates this idea. <laughs> yeah, because Migi knows they will basically be turned into freaking lab rats if they get caught. Yeah, which they would. Um, for sure. So, Migi ends up destroying the tape, so it can't be released. And then Shinichi and Migi argue, and basically Shinichi comes up with the plan of, we can kill other parasites one at a time. We're we're perfect match to kill them one at a time. And that's when Migi's like, yeah, if I cooperate with you. Yeah, Migi's like, that's a pretty good plan if I cooperate. Yeah. So Migi's kind of being a smartass now, too. And he's really changed his ways from the beginning of the show where he was like, my life at all costs. Now he's kind of like, right. he's kind of like, okay, hot shot. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like Migi's basically taking this stance, too. It's like, I don't want to kill parasites just because they're parasites. Right, exactly. That's same with like Shinichi saying, I don't want to well, kill this guy. Ex- he's a human exactly yeah 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 so they're both kind of like oh maybe we just don't like killing (laughs) so we get another glimpse of the parasites talking about what to do with uh shinichi 
And Ryoku says she's fine with them killing Shinichi as long as she can have his body to dissect afterwards. Right. Yeah, she she doesn't want them to like just kill him. Like she yeah, she wants to be able to like look at how Shinichi is designed. Yeah, because she's still interested kind of in the way that they melded together. Um so then we get this kind of weird clip of this guy, he's playing piano and another parasite tells him he needs to deal with Shinichi. And then this guy turns around. So I didn't quite catch this, and I probably should have done a little more research before I wrote this down. But he says, basically says something to the effect of, if you mean you want Migi to do it, he needs it's, some more. It's Miki. It is Miki. Okay, that is what he said, Miki. I just thought he said Migi because he starts. No, it's supposed right to sound hand. similar. Okay. Either but way, yeah, he starts flexing only reason, his right only hand. The only reason I know that for sure is because we'll meet the guy who they're talking about. Right. I just didn't know if just that one part when he said it, I, I should have had the subtitles on to see what exactly what he said. But he does say uh, basically something to the effect of he needs more practice or training or something. Right. Um, so then uh, Shinichi is back at school and Migi says that there are three parasites headed their way with murderous intent. Mm-hmm. And Migi wants to stay right there in school and fight them. But <laughs> but yeah. Shinichi like basically takes off away from school and he's trying to get like as far away as he can uh from anything because Migi falls asleep. So <laughs> yeah, like as soon as they start running away, Migi's like I have bad news. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Migi goes to sleep for his he has to sleep for 4 hours. Mm-hmm. So now Shinichi basically has to avoid these guys for 4 hours, but he can't really sense them. No, he can't sense them. Right. Yeah. Which I thought should... a few episodes ago he did have some little bit of innate ability to sense them, but he must not be thinking straight. I don't I don't know. I don't know if it gets brought up again. I don't know. I don't think he can. Maybe, maybe he can't. Huh. I don't know. He, I mean, he does have, like, he has a lot of, like, perception abilities. Right. But not necessarily. He can't sense the parasites. So Shinichi does, like, whatever he can to get as far away from town as possible while trying to avoid these guys for four hours until Miki wakes up. So he does, and... But then this guy catches up to him, and I love this part because the guy like looks all badass, but he jumps out of the truck, and then he like immediately he's like, "Ooh!" and he falls yeah, he over. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> is a dumbass. So, and the guy like he starts laughing, and he's kind of smiling about it. And uh, Shinichi's like, "There's no way this guy can be a parasite because of the way he's acting." And then Migi wakes up and tells Shinichi. All three parasites are in that one body. Yeah. Well, we do get a couple scenes, too, that we skipped over where, like, Shinichi's, like, riding with a couple people, and he's like, oh, no, is that guy a parasite? Is his dog a parasite, too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no. yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. But I think, I'm wondering if that's why, because he's not really focused. He's, like, his mind's kind of He is definitely a little stressed. And maybe you're right. Maybe that's why he can't sense them. 
Yeah, because I swear at one part he sensed like where people or where the parasites were at one point, and because Miki was impressed right too. Yeah, maybe Shinichi's just he's tilting, dude. I guess. So, anyways, this guy, he, both of his arms turn into three tentacles each. Yeah, and he like like, swings it. Yeah, and he swings at Shinichi, and Miki blocks it. But then this guy's basically like, you cannot beat me. And I was like, oh, snap. And then the episode's over. Of course it is, right? Yeah. So I will say that that was a great cliffhanger. Uh, I mean, that was back to form for this show, in my opinion. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the end of, uh, what is it, episode 15? Yeah. Just like some wrap-up thoughts. I have to say, I think these three episodes are my least favorite so far. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, this this one was definitely, towards the end, started to kind of climb up and out of that, I thought. I mean, the beginning was good. There was a little bit more, like, action-oriented stuff. Um, but I think these last three episodes were much more about, like, plot building and story building versus uh, just the high action. Right. And it's just kind of setting it up because, I mean, pretty much spoilers i guess but like this from this next episode on there's kind of there's going to be kind of a shift okay so So, yeah yeah i mean i agree though especially episodes 13 and 14 for me i was i mean even in episode 14 i had already taken a melatonin i was falling asleep so it was not holding my attention that well yeah i yeah this is these these episodes are they're not bad i mean like in in a worse show i think these episodes would would be fine but i mean i i just kind of expect more from parasite exactly and i think i don't think these episodes are bad i just think for this show they were a little bit off key is all yeah i agree with that it's kind of a change of pace sure so, yeah. What are we doing next time, Ryan? We are going to do the Cthulhu Casebook Files, I believe. Let me read the actual title. The Cthulhu Casebooks, Sherlock Holmes, and the Shadwell Shadows. Yeah. And then I don't know if we've figured anything out after that. We need to come up with some. Uh, originals to do for October. So yeah. if anybody has any suggestions, please email us, kotpl.pod at gmail.com. That's still the easiest way to get a hold of us. Um, you can you know, join us over on Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff too, if that's easiest for you. Any of that social media stuff. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Hope, hopefully we'll see you in the next one too. Yeah, and again, thank you, anyone and everyone, for listening. Yeah, yeah, I want to thank everybody who takes the time out of their day to even listen to this for two seconds. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yes, we very much so do. Yeah, so we'll catch you guys in the next one.